Good morning, church. I'd like to greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is amazing to be in the house of the Lord. I might say I was tempted to be intimidated by your presence here. <laughs> but coming from a teaching background, uh, I, I, they say a teacher is also an actor, so I'll pretend not to be scared of you guys. Okay. Um, I know some of you might be offended a little bit by the furniture name which Doug has mentioned. Um, I just want to say that you just need to understand what type of furniture are you because I would love to be smart TV which everyone watch rugby on. So <laughs> to me it won't offend me so I believe that it won't offend you too. Uh, keeping with the theme of the what is it, the new thing that God is doing, uh, I was also uh, vulnerable and um, exposed to the new thing and the new thing that happened to me, to my life personally, was my very beautiful family right there. And as you can see, the smiles all over. I'm not smiling because I'm too dark so that you can see me, but I'm smiling <laughs> because uh, this is our, a, a correct expression of our feelings when we heard about this major being successful. This was us. We enjoyed it, amen? And uh, I love uh, Liz, my beautiful wife. She's from the UK. Unfortunately, she, was, she couldn't be here this morning. She's recovering from sickness. And then my beautiful son Seth right there is laughing because he always tell me that, Baba, you are black. <laughs> and I goes, boy, you came out of me. And I'll tell, I won't tell you the whole story, but I explained how he was in me. He wanted to understand it. I told him. To the best of my knowledge, it becomes a disaster because every time in church, people look at me and say, is that what you told your son? <laughs> and, um, but thank God, another new thing came into our life. My beautiful daughter, Grace, um, and she, she kind of calmed me down. You know, the ladies, they've got that touch, that emotional part. I said, Baba, you are brown. You're just <laughs> dark brown. We are light brown, but we are all brown. And I was like, wow, thank you, Jesus. Amen. So uh, I want to say thank you so much, first of all, to Pastor John Ben, because I started knowing Pastor John a long time ago. And ever since we knew each other, it's just always a phone call. Pastor John, we need paint. We want to paint our church. And he's, within a few minutes, he's phoning some few friends, saying, Jimmy, I've got paint for you. And whatever we phone to ask, He's, he was always there before the major came into existence. And I also want to thank you as a congregation for your part towards that. Because I remember when we were flooded, our congregation was flooded, and most of houses crumbled. Thank God we did not lose life, but we lost belongings, we lost food, we lost everything. And it was another phone call, and Sean was, within 30 minutes, Sean brought 30 food parcels, and it reached out not only our church family, but our community as well. And within a few, few uh, days, we were down in Molweni with Pastor John. And one of the funny things was, oh, Baba Seth. Baba Seth is my name in, in our culture. Baba Seth, you brought a Mlugu here when they saw Pastor John in this river where the houses were flying. So it was quite an amazing um, scene. And also... A really great, um, great, uh, sh not showcasing, but a great expression of your generosity as a church. 
And so we want to say thank you for that. I don't, and I think this is the platform I can do that on behalf of Azalea Road Baptist Church as well. So we'll go straight away to our text today, which is found in the book of Mark chapter 11. And I apologize. If you can't understand my English well, it's because I've been exposed to different languages. I was born in Shona from grandparents from Zambia in Zimbabwe, where I was living in multicultural society. Came here, came and lived with Kosa people, adopted by Africans family, and now married to a British woman in the Zululand, so it's all disaster. <laughs> so if you don't understand me, please understand. <laughs> That's where I'm coming from. It's not a matter of just from Shona to English. Uh -uh, there are other languages that are in between. So if I mix languages, it's not tongues, right? It's, it's another language of mine. So Mark chapter 11, we'll read from verse 1 all the way to verse 3. When you are home, read all the way to verse 9. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a cold tide there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying this cord? Say, the Lord needs it. And we'll send it back shortly. Father, may you bless the reading of your word. May your word achieve its purpose today. May I decrease so that it may increase. Mighty God, use this word to transform every single one of us. May we come to an understanding that you are all that matters. And only you, Lord, can take us through this life and through eternity. May we fulfill your purpose on this earth. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Just a quick, uh, quick exegesis, if you may call it. Uh, we're just gonna look at the donkey f uh, quickly. You know, if there is something that you want to play around with, it's not a donkey. That has not been written. My small rural background will remind me that if you dare touch a donkey that has not been ridden before, you are risking yourself to broke your shins uh, because they kick very hard and it will jump and throw you out. And yet Jesus Christ sees this donkey from a distance and he said, go and fetch it, untie it. Can you imagine? In human form, it does not belong to him, but yet he says, go and untie. He didn't even say, go and ask. Why didn't he say, go and ask it? He just said, go and fetch it. Now, if you know the creation history, in Genesis, the Bible says, God said, let there be, when there was nothing. And I believe that this owner of this donkey understood that principle that this donkey does not belong to him. Although he might have bought it, rightly so. Like anyone else, we have heard animals and who have got cattle, whatever you have on your farm, you have bought those ones, right? And true, you own it by virtue of a transfer of some funds. But I want to tell you something, that to God there is still a check missing. No one has paid for that donkey yet. No one had paid for it. And this owner understood that. That it belonged to God. Why? Because I might have paid John, I might have paid this, my grandfather paid to that one, but to God nothing has come up there. So the original owner of that donkey still owns it. Because someone thought of domesticating it 
And then he kept it for himself. And then later on, he sold it and sold it and sold it, but still got a right to it. So that owner understood that donkey, that that donkey belonged to God. So talking about Azalea Road Baptist Church that you are majoring, and thank you for, for the vote of confidence, by the way, before you said that was a huge risk you took, folk, uh, because you did not know us and you just said yes. And yeah, but th- thank, th- thank you for that. It shows that this is a faith organization, a faith-filled church. So talking about Azalea Road Baptist Church, you have heard that it's in Kavasham Glen, so I'm not going to repeat many of it, but I want to tell you that in that community, there are many people who are battling different types of problems. Some of them, they are in Hinduism. Some of them, they are atheists. Some of them, they are uh, traditional worshippers. Some of them, they are Sangomas. And as a church, we have been privileged to see many people being delivered from Sangomarism, from being a Sangoma, God breaking the beads, coming off, no one touching them, but God doing it. And we have seen many people, even Satanists coming to Christ. And they will say, why are you talking about Satanism here? Is that real? Of course, it's real. Azalea Road itself, before it was built, I was told that for 10 years they could not build because they faced so much resistance from the satanic community in Kavasham Glen, in Pine Town, right at your doorstep, people. 10 years, that's what it, what it took to build a church there. And when they started excavating, they found satanic symbols where Azalea Road sits today. So I'm not surprised that people are being delivered from Satanism. I'm not surprised that people are being delivered from Sangomarism. I'm not surprised that demons are coming out every Sunday. When I live here, we are going there. We know that people will be delivered from demonic activities. That is why there was so much resistance, and that is why there were so many challenges for so long. So we come back to this and, and the Bible says the Lord needs it in Mark chapter 11, verse 3b. God, Jesus Christ, sent his disciples and said, tell them that the Lord needs it. I remember there, is a, there are many occasions when God used the it that somebody had in their hands to set free his people. In Exodus chapter 4, verse 2, we hear the story of Moses. He had a staff in his hand, and the Lord asked him, what is it that is in your hand? And he said, it's a staff. God said, threw it down, and God transformed it into a snake. And then it became a tool that God used to liberate Israel. And again, I remember a story of, a, uh, of the Israelites when they, are, they were faced by Goliath and the Philistines, and for 40 days, 40 nights, they were running away until God used something it that was in David's hand. And he defeated the giant Goliath with an it. So I want to ask you a question today. What is it that you have in your hand that God wants to use that you might be keeping away from him? I want to remind you that silver and gold belongs to him. I want to remind you that he owns a cat on the thousand hills. Yes, you have worked for it, but whose oxygen were you using when you were going to work? Yes, you worked for it, but whose soil built that body of yours? Yes, it belongs to you, but where are you going after this earth? Maybe those are the questions you can ponder as we go through. Just remember, the Lord needs it. Whatever that you are holding, the Lord needs it, and the Lord owns it. But as I think that, I realize that the Lord needs more than it. 
For the donkey needed it for a short time and he released it back to its owners. But for you, he needs you for forever. And he just does not need it from you. He needs you too. He needs you. And I, I, I know people will say, what, what does he need me for? But 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 to 21, it tells us that when a man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come, and the new is of God. And God is doing and using us to minister a ministry of reconciliation, bringing back God to himself through Christ. So that is one of the purposes he needs us for. Another purpose he needs us, the Lord needs us for, is that he is using us to take people from the hands of the mighty devil. If you didn't realize the devil is real, he exists, he's not a cartoon character like the witch and the wardrobe, whatever it is called, but he is a real one. Devil does not live in Hollywood in cartoons. Guys, devil is amongst us. And he's holding many people in captivity. We see it every day, every time. When people are set free. In Acts chapter 26, verse 18, God told, Jesus told Paul that I have appeared to you and I've showed you these things so that you can go and grab people from the hands of the devil into the hands of God. From the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. This light is not a theoretical light, it's a practical light. It's not a fictional life. It is a real life, just as we are alive today. And as, again, I repeat, we see it every day. And many of you will say, but James, I am very weak. I'm very inexperienced. I want to tell you that the donkey also, no one had ridden it before. Jesus Christ was the first to ride on it. And yet it was obedient to Jesus' call for service, Jesus' call for duty. Is it surprising that we want to reason too much? Sometimes when God needs us, we want to counsel God. We want to tell him what we can do and what we can't do. I think many people, Moses even said, oh, I started, Isaiah said the same thing. I can't talk. But I want to tell you something. When God calls you, he does not need your ability. He needs your availability. Because he is the one who created something from nothing. He needed nothing, no resource. Every resource you see and you can't see and you have and you can't have and you will have comes from his mouth and his word. All you need is your obedience to it. We were overwhelmed by COVID-19. All of us remember COVID-19 for many reasons, but most of them for bad reasons. Because we lost loved ones, we lost health, we lost capacity, we lost money, we lost businesses, we lost employment. But I remember COVID for different reasons. One of, the, one of the things I remember COVID for is that my weaknesses are no excuse that God to use, for God to use me. But actually my weaknesses are the best tool that God wants to use. I, know I have the privilege of preaching to many places, including this one, and one of the places I go to preach often is in Nisner, a small town called Nisner. So I've preached and we've prayed for people there and we've seen the power of God at work there. And one of the ladies go, called me and said she had someone have given her my number to call to, so that they can speak to me and pray for her son. And I said, what's wrong with your son? And then she sent me that picture and said, this child has never walked for seven years. I said, have you been to specialists? They said, yes, we've been to every specialist. They can't find any problem. But they said, your son will never walk. 
and this is seven years pastor. The son is in diaper. And as you can see, they are Muslims at that time. They were Muslims. So, and I thought, okay, so what do you want me to do? Can you imagine you're a pastor, you're a doctor now, a patient comes to you and they say, I am sick, this is my problem. You ask them, what do, what do you want to do? Of course, it's clear, dude. They want you to pray for the child. So she said, I want you to pray for my son so that he can walk like other children. I've got the WhatsApp message, she said, so that my child can walk like other children again. I said, Lord, this is a desperate plea. This is a good plea, but Father, I don't think this will happen. I tried to counsel God and told him my weaknesses that it's you who can do this, not me, God. But how can you tell that to a mother that has shown so much faith than the pastor? And I'm here on the other side. The mother is believing that if I conduct this man, this man can pray to God and God can heal my son. And they are believing in Allah at that stage. Can you believe it? But they've come to Jesus Christ. That woman realized that with Jesus Christ, nothing is impossible. If he can tame a donkey within one second, and oh, by the way, God loves using donkeys. At one stage, the donkey spoke as well. But I'm not going to dwell there. I'll come back to my story. <laughs> then this woman was on the phone. I said, okay, mama, take, take some oil. In fact, I realized that I said, I'll pray with you later at night. Yeah, it was in the morning. So I said, I'll pray with you around nine o'clock. At that time, I wanted to have a conversation with God. I wanted to try to counsel God, to take God out of this, say, oh, Lord, maybe this is the wrong person. I don't think I'm at that level. And this is COVID-19, height of COVID-19, August 2020. So at 9 o'clock, I took the phone. I said, get some cooking oil. The Bible says, I started quoting those verses. The Bible says, if there is someone sick, let the, those who believe take oil and anoint them with oil, and the sick person will be made well with the prayer of faith. I said, Lord, I'm going to hang on to that. If this child walks, glory to you. If this child doesn't walk, shame to you, God, <laughs> because it's not my people. You have to be honest with God, family. <laughs> He is your father. Even if you try not to be honest, he knows your real you inside what you are thinking. I know we normally pretend, pretend, but we can't pretend to God. So I said, Lord, if he doesn't walk, shame is on you, not on me. So we started praying. After I prayed, I said, now, mama, take oil. Every joint, because you said your child is not, is not walking. So I said, every joint, anoint with oil. Have I seen it in the Bible? No. I just did it. Said, and, and then they anointed this child with oil. I said, mama, now, this was a way of getting away from the call to put your call down. You know, to do. say, now let's give God time to work. And I cut the phone. And then three days later, I got a message. I was sitting in my office at Azalea Road. Look at that message. Look at that child. It did not end there. This child is riding now. The mother cannot catch up in town when they walk in town. She sent me new videos. I couldn't download them. And she has given me full permission to use those videos and that testimony everywhere. They are now Christians, fully-fledged Christians, transformed and changed. <laughs> Family, we are not serving a tiny, weak God. We are serving the almighty God, the creator of the universe, the creator of heaven. And this God is calling us to come and partner with him in his ministry of restoration, in his ministry of delivering the captive. Because if we don't deliver them, family, there is hell that they're going to go to. 
And hell is not a two weeks journey. It's not a, 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 a vacation for one week. It's not a place where you can say, oh, I had enough, now I'm going home. No, it's eternity and eternity and eternity. So it is your responsibility and my responsibility to take whatever the eat that we have and to take whatever who we are and put it to the table and partner with this mighty creator to achieve his purpose. I'm reminded of another story of an old man who was admitted because of COVID. I don't know if it's true, but it served a purpose. He was admitted because of COVID for two weeks, and when the bill came, it was a lot of money. You know your private hospitals, 5,000 runs a night in a Newcastle hospital, times two weeks, it's a lot of money. And this old man started crying. But he was a millionaire. So people asked him, why are you crying? Don't. They tried to cancel him. He said, I'm not crying because I don't have money to pay. I'm crying because, yes, the bill is so high. But I just realized something. I have lived over eight years and have never paid a dime for my oxygen. Now for two weeks I have to pay so much. Is this how much oxygen costs? And yet I was walking thinking that I own it all. Yes, I was walking and thinking that it all belonged to me. I didn't realize that I need the Lord more. That brings to my next point, that sometimes we get relaxed, like a donkey it was relaxed on this green carpet, and everyone was shouting praises, and the donkey felt good. And I heard another story about that donkey saying the next morning, and no one was even looking at that donkey which Jesus wrote, and the donkey asked, why are people not shouting praises at me? And the people said, no, it wasn't about you, it was about Jesus on you. So now, don't we do almost the same? I'm not calling you a donkey, so don't stone me yet. I'm not saying you're a donkey. You are more than a donkey. That's why God is saying, a donkey I'll ride on top. You, I'll come inside you. You are inside me. Then together we can partner and do ministry together as co-workers. Can you imagine 100% shareholders with God? Isn't that amazing family? And I know sometimes we are quick and we normally want the easy way out. It scares me when millionaires say when there is a need in church, uh, the, the, the financial people will say, hey, by the way, we are short 100,000 rands a month on our budget. And someone has touched million, millions offshore that they cannot even finish eating even if they get 200 years to live. And they say, we'll pray about it. No, <laughs> dude, you don't have to pray. You have to pay for it. It's not time to pray. It's time to pay. You know? Don't confuse those two words. If you are a millionaire and there is a need for millions, you pay for millions. You don't pray for millions. And it's time that we are told this hard truth, family, that we partner with God with all our hearts. Because many people are dying, living resources that cannot be traced. I was in holiday in Cape Town and I saw another house is just rotting. The owner is overseas. They bought this house for millions. It's a holiday house. When people are going to souls and we need that money in the kingdom of God. So I am challenging you this morning, family. You as a child of God. You as someone whom God has chosen to partner with 100%. And not only at Azalea Road Baptist Church. We need partners at Azalea Road Baptist Church, yes. But we need partners here. Because it was through your contributions to Home Ground Westview that reached your souls in Moloney. That paid for school uniforms. That paid for food. That paid for blankets, that paid for clothes and mattresses that are going everywhere. And now people know about homegrown church where Mulungu is a pastor who came to this uh, small township. And it is not a big deal to you, but it too is for them. And God 
wants to partner with you. May I say to you, will you be willing to partner with this great God? Or are you going to remain a solo person? But remember, you will need him at the end of this journey. And you will need him more. Because he has given you free oxygen, free health, free everything to live now. When you die, there are two places you and I can go. One is hell, and the other one is heaven. Which one do you choose? The choice is made more by your actions of partnering than your words say, I believe. So I want us to pray this morning, family. I want you to ask God, what is it that I'm holding that belongs to you? What is it that I'm holding that you want to use for the extension of my kingdom? The crime you are crying about, most of you, it's because the word hasn't reached there. It's because Jesus Christ hasn't transformed those individuals, so they come back to haunt us. But if we can invest in the kingdom of God, we can even stop the crime from coming to our doorsteps. Because they will understand that we are a child of the most holy God. And we and the Father are one. Therefore, they will be more scared of God than the police. Police are not a deterrent to crime. You can look in the politics of Africa. You'll find that they, they are police. They are there. But crime is still even growing even further. So only God can be a deterrent to criminal elements. But more than that, God has given us this privilege. I want to challenge you to take it. Take it to this level, but take it beyond the religious, ritualistic way. And mean what you mean when you say you are a Christian. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So I want us to pray right now before I invite Jack to give us some practical ways of which you can partner with Azalea Road. But I want you to put it in mind that you can also partner, your partnership with Home Ground or Westwood doesn't end today. It continues. Actually, what God is calling you to do is go the extra mile. I did the extra mile when I left the heaven and come on earth. You can do better than what you are doing now. So shall we pray? And I want you to pray. Though I'm not praying for you. I want you to pray and ask God, what is it, the it that I must release? And what is it that way you want me to partner? Shall we pray? Father, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word. We honor you because you're a good God. We thank you for the privilege to partner with the creator of the universe and the earth. We thank you, Lord, that you are God who just needs our availability and you produce the ability that is needed. Father, we pray for an obedient heart. Break every chain of stagnation. Break every tie that is tying us, oh Lord, to our selfish desires and selfish needs. May we see beyond ourselves and may we see and be partakers of the kingdom of the Most High God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. But as I say, I mean, I just saw that my wife has arrived. Please, do you want to come and say hello to the congregation? You know, she's so beautiful that I can't miss her. Sorry, Jack, for your time. But I can't just ignore my wife. That's my wife right there. I think they have arrived. And I want to say thank you so much, family. I'm not going to stay because I'm going to preach at Azalea Road now. God bless you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, James. You saw us. I stood on that step there for a little bit because uh, James is super tall. <laughs> Feels a little bit like a Laurel and Hardy situation. Thank you so much, James. That was amazing. Um, right throughout Scripture, we see the God of the universe 
the all-powerful God, lean into partnership. Right from the beginning, in Genesis, when he created the world, he said, let us make man in our image. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We see God's desire for partnership right throughout Scripture, starting at the beginning. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. For he has no one to help him up. Beautiful picture of partnership. I want you to keep this verse in mind as we speak about partnering with the Zalia Road Baptist Church and then partnering with us. In fact, 1 Corinthians New Testament, 1 Corinthians 3 verse 9 says that we are fellow workers with God. The NIV version says that we are co-workers in God's service. Last week we celebrated Pentecost. Pentecost is when the Holy Spirit came down. In the Old Testament, when, when the Holy Spirit came on someone, it was always for a short period of time for a specific function and only for a specific person. And then Jesus said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And as we sit here today, if we are a child of God, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. And we see this partnership once again, the creator of the universe dwelling in you, enabling you to do the things he has called you to do, equipping you to do the things he has called you to do. And when John says, and he does that beautiful, beautiful John, what's that word at the end of your at the end of your message? What do you normally say? You are more you are more capable. A benediction. You are more ready. When John says that, what he is saying is what I'm hearing you say, John. You might be saying something different. What I'm hearing him say is, you are more ready than you believe because Christ dwells in you. Creator of the universe dwells in you. So we speak about partnership. For me, this is an historical moment the life of this church, this partnership with the Zalia Road Baptist Church. And we're gonna remember this for many, many years to come. And I believe, I believe that this partnership is an amazing opportunity to expand God's kingdom and to experience extremely powerful synergy because that's what partnership brings, synergy. Together we can do more. So we're wrapping up a series. And at the end of each sermon over the last few weeks, we put a challenge before you. We had a domino and we said, look, what's the first domino that needs to fall? God's busy doing a new thing. What's the first domino? What's the new thing God needs to do in your life? And we spoke again about what's the next domino? And this evening, this morning, once again, I wanna wanna throw this domino before you. We wanna ask you and challenge you to buy in, not to our vision. We're only really doing what God's telling us to do. God's making the waves and we're riding it. So this is God's vision, God's new thing. We're asking you to buy in, spiritually keep praying. But we're also asking you to be the body of Christ, just like you've been, not only at this church, but also at Azalea Road. So these three whiteboards in front here have three different areas where I'm asking you or we're asking you to, to commit to. We're asking you to be part of the launch team, which is a short-term commitment. So the launch team, launch days when we say, hey, hey, Pound Town, 
Azalea has been here. Azalea Road Baptist has been here. You haven't been coming. Here we are. Pull in. Come see what God wants to do. Launch day. Be part of that team. You can also join a service team. So what do we mean by service? We're talking about serving. God might be speaking to you about serving in a specific role at Azalea Road Baptist Church for a season or maybe for all eternity, I don't know. But we're asking you to sign up for serving. But we're also asking some of you, and we're asking you to pray about this. All three of these boards, just by the way, they're asking you to commit right now and sign on the dotted line. We're asking you to commit to hearing from God. We're asking you to pray. Say, God, is this what you want us to do? And thirdly, the thing we're asking you to do is to commit to the um, integration, be part of an integration team. What do you mean by integration team? We're wanting you to commit to making Azalea Road Baptist Church your home for a season, maybe for three months or six months or however long God wants you to be there. We have one church in two locations. So I'm gonna pray for us. I'm gonna pray for us. And we're gonna stand. If you, you wanna stand, it'll be amazing. And as I stand right now, that'll be cool. And um, then we're gonna pray for us. And as we start worshiping, please come to the front and write your name on one of these boards as the Holy Spirit leads you and commit to seeking God's will in this. Commit to hearing from the Lord. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are all powerful. Thank you that we could read your scripture and your word. And we could read that in the beginning you said, let us make man in our image. And we see this beautiful picture of partnership and synergy. And then you tell us, Lord, that it's better. Two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. And as these two churches now become one, thank you. There's going to be a good reward for our labor. We're just obeying you, Jesus. So I commit to praying to this church family, including Azalea Road Baptist Church. As we work at integrating, becoming one, you're the God of peace. You're the God of unity. And you're the God who blesses. I pray that you would bless this unity. That you would bring the peace that surpasses all knowledge. And unity that's so strong that even the gates of hell cannot prevail. Thank you for revival. Thank you that we are going to see a harvest of many souls in years to come. And we, we are part of it. And if you're watching online, won't you please consider emailing me directly at jacques at homeground.org.za or, or email info at homeground.org.za or just visit our website. All the information is there, but contact someone. If the Holy Spirit who dwells in you is stirring in you, don't just leave it. Don't let that grow cold, but respond as God speaks to you this morning. We praise you. Let's worship the creator of the universe. Amen.